What's good, people? It's your boy Caesar here, and this is a Hybrid Club one shot. Hope all is good. You know where to find us on the socials at the Hybrid Club. You can find me at C says C E A S E S A Y S. So, just a quick one shot to talk through some thoughts about what's going on. And to be honest, after the win at Bournemouth, there isn't much going on, um, or at least it's all happening behind the scenes. Um, speak of the scenes. Liverpool losing to United yesterday. I don't know what Van Dyke was doing. I don't know what Liverpool are doing generally. I know they have some injuries and obviously Mane is a massive departure. Um, you know, this season is not going well for them. What, two points from three games? That is, yeesh. Um, not what you come to expect from a Jurgen Klopp Liverpool side. I will say that United looked good. They played well. Varane and Martinez at the back did a good job. Um, I do think the lack of um, aerial dominance uh, for me there's good in there don't get me wrong but the lack of aerial dominance didn't really maybe test Martinez I do wonder if Nunez who was suspended whether he was there and whether they sort of put him on Martinez whether that height difference would have told but the reality is that height difference doesn't seem to make a problem Martinez seems to be a good defender but we'll see how many teams are able to uh, to pick that lock but, um, but no it was a good performance from United and it kind of highlighted one of my concerns earlier this season, which is Ten Hag is a good manager. He is a good manager. If he's able to, if United are able to get their shit together, they will be a problem. Now, United were as good as Liverpool were bad. So I'm by no means suggesting that, you know, it's now on and they've got their shit together and they'll be challenging. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying this is just a snapshot of a United who get their shit together. What could happen? But that being said, a one-off game in the Premier League, anyone could beat anyone, right? We saw what Fulham did to Liverpool earlier this season. We saw what Newcastle did to City. You saw what Leeds did to Chelsea. Anything can happen. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, you know, it's hilarious. I did tweet earlier uh, earlier that night that whoever lost, I win. Because seeing either one of those teams drop points is fantastic. But realistic, realistically, for the position Arsenal have been in the last few seasons, we do need United to lose and drop as many points as humanly possible. So fingers crossed this was more just a, they didn't want to lose face by losing to Liverpool, so G'd themselves up for a good performance and they'll go right back to mediocrity in the next game. We'll see how it goes. But that's enough of those lot. On the Arsenal side of things, I think, realistically, we're now, when it comes to the transfer window, we're now sort of nearing the end game, right? We're, we're nearing the time when all of those transfers that we haven't got done need to get done, all those people are staying with us. Now, with the Reese Nelson injury, you know, unless something miraculous happens or someone's willing to take a punt, I don't suspect Reese Nelson's going anywhere and he'll see out his contract or, you know, uh, sort of move in January, depending on whether it's here or abroad. Um, But we still have some movement to to go. I mean, the conversations between Pepe and Nice seem to be going, as, as is reported by Onstein. So we'll see what happens there. It will be fantastic for him to get a move to back to France. Like I said, it's... We know it's a league that suits him. Hopefully, the football needs play will suit him. Um, get a lot of goals, up his value, and maybe we can get a decent transfer. I mean, it'd be fantastic if there's an obligation to buy. If I was if I was Nice, I'd certainly insert a buy clause because if you think he's going to do well, the buy the buy clause you get now this summer will be better than if there was no buy clause and then you try to buy him on the back end next summer. I'd bank on him doing well back in France, but let's see what happens. Um, so that con- negotiation is ongoing. There's a situation with Bellerin, but as I said, I, I think Betty's are waiting. They'll be happy to wait pretty much right till the end of the window because that is a deal that could get done pretty quickly. 
if a contract termination is the way to go. So I'm guessing those conversations will be ongoing or it will just be radio silence till you know, a few hours before the end of the window. So we'll see what happens there. Um, potential interest in Maitland-Niles. And again, this was to be expected. He is the kind of player that, you know, clubs would ordinarily have to play a premium for young English players, England cap, lots of, um, lots of appearances in the Premier League. But uh, what, uh, Europa Conference League winner with Roma? There you go. Check that one on CV. Um, but he's he's not exactly a player that would necessarily be on people's top of their list, you know, going into a summer of transfers. So he was always a player, I think, who his move was always going to come towards the end of the window, realistically. So let's see who comes in for him. I suspect it'll be a number of clubs, middle to, middle to bottom of the Premier League, maybe one or two abroad. Um, be interested. It'll be interesting to see what move he makes in terms of what project he signs up to. Does he go somewhere where they say to him, we want you to be our right back. Does he go somewhere where they tell him, we want you to be our centre mid? Does he go to a team where there's more competition or does he go to a team where he is the starting player? So I'll be, you know, for curiosity's sake, if nothing else, I'll be curious to see where he goes. But it does look like he will be leaving. Um, and I think that's probably the right call. I don't think there's a place for him in this squad. I don't, as far as I can tell, I don't think he's been any of the match day squads. And I don't think he's near any of the match day squads, I think. While Arteta has shown he's been receptive to somewhat of a redemption story, I don't think, um, how can I put this? I don't think that one is likely in this scenario. But we'll see where it goes. Obviously, lots of conversations about um, about Arsenal and Pedro Neto and the sort of mystery winger situation has been reported that, you know, these conversations have been going on for at least a month, um, bowel accounts. Uh, Wolves are on 50 to 60 million. Arsenal are looking more like 35. This is a player who, if you if you haven't, don't do it yourself. So I told myself I wasn't going to watch any YouTube comps. I wasn't going to try and go on, you know, Y Scout or anything like that. Um, I told myself I'm just going to, you know, enjoy the start of the season, focus on the players we have, and not really get involved in silly season like that. I made the mistake of watching. Uh, Pedro Neto uh, YouTube comps and yeah now I really like him I mean the the dribbling ability the movement the ability to go two ways I mean he looks phenomenal now we know that the problem about comps is they don't tell you the whole story right the, you know um, so I've got to be honest say I haven't paid much attention to his career since he's been at Wolves so I don't know whether or not he's one of those players that is great at dribbling but doesn't do much of anything else so I'll be interested to do a bit of a, a deep dive and see what Wolves fans say about him. But actually, I'm I, I'm thinking I might just go back to my original approach and just kind of leave it and just not even get involved in that. Um, I know it's people love it and love to talk about it. And love I get that, and I could probably you know boost my um, boost the, the you know the viewings here and 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 subscribers and everything if I sort of went full blown you know. ITK transfer deep dives and all that. I, nah, not for me. I think while it's nice to talk about and think about and, and consider all the different options, and I love the theoretical debates on all of that, um, I don't want to get lost in. I don't want to get lost in the source when it comes to silly season. So I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna kick back and wait. But I gotta say, from the stuff I saw, it looks like a complete no brainer. So I'll be interested to see what the flaws are in his game. Is his defensive work lacking? He looks like a bit of an industrious player. So. Hopefully he's got a bit of hustle going going back towards goal. So we'll see what happens there. Hopefully, if there is a deal to be done, hopefully the valuations mean 
it's one that they can sort of meet in the middle on. By all accounts, he signed a new contract earlier in March. So that's going to be a tricky move to do considering he's just signed a new contract. And I'm pretty certain it's it's a new deal to 2027, I heard, but I, I could be wrong on that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, there's also the Yuri Tielemans situation. There's reports starting to emerge that, you know, maybe now are, now's the time that Arsenal are going to make the move. We know that essentially they haven't made the move because they're pretty confident they're going to get him. They're confident they're the only ones in for him. He's the only place that we're the only place he wants to go. Um, so it should be a pretty straightforward deal. He's on the last year of his contract. So Leicester can't hold out for ridiculous money and they need to sell to buy. So they're motivated sellers, even if somewhat unwilling. So again, you'd expect the deal to be relatively straightforward. You know, if we come in around the 30 odd million mark, they should be willing to let him go. If they were holding out for, you know, 45, 50 million, then chances are, I reckon they'll, they'll, you know, they'll be taking a risk losing him for nothing or worse yet, getting less than that in, in January. And you don't want to be losing a player like Yuri Tielemans in January and having to go into January market to find him when you've sold him for less than he was worth. Um, because it's part way through the season you've relied on him and you're going to struggle to find a replacement anywhere near as good. So realistically, for their squad planning for the season, it makes sense for Leicester to sell him this summer. So I don't envision that transfer to be a problem unless there are things, you know, we don't know that complicates it and that doesn't seem to be the reporting. So you'd expect if the interest in Yuri Lumens is as genuine as has been reported, then that might be a go. Um, Gunner Blog did report earlier in the summer that Arsenal's interest had called but we don't know whether that interest is called to the point that, you know, they're not interested anymore or whether it's simply the case that, you know, at that time they focused on other things and now they're going to pick that interest back up. So we'll see what happened there. Um, in terms of the Arsenal squad as well, some news about some of our young players. So Brooke Norton Cuffey, who signed a new contract with us earlier this summer, is uh, off to Rotherham on loan in the championship. Now, this is really good. I mean, he looks really promising as a right back. Um, all the attributes you'd want, you know, he's got the size and the physicality, can go both ways in terms of good defensive work and good forward work. Um, yeah, really industrious player and by all accounts, really good mentality and all the reports from him from his last loan um, suggest that he was really highly rated. You know, he went he went off to Lincoln City last season and really did impress. Yeah, he made 17 appearances for them. So we'll see what happens there. Keep an eye on his, uh, his loan and who knows? Um, considering what's going on at right back, we have a lot of competition there, but we also have a squad that's evolving. Um, and at 18 years old, unless he goes supernova, you know, I doubt the idea is for him to come in and challenge in the squad when he's 19 or 20. This might be one of those where, you know, we're sending him out on a few times just to get him up to speed and then we see what level he's at. And by that point, who knows what the situation is with our squad because that's the thing we're going to have to get used to, right? This squad that we've built that's doing so well so far, it's not going to stay together for, for you know, it's not going to stay together for a decade. Some of these players are going to need to move on for the project to evolve, you know. That was the same with Liverpool selling Coutinho, that's the same with Tottenham selling Bale. When you build a squad like this, some of your players are going to end up leaving and needing to be replaced, right? So we'll see uh, where the gaps are, where the spaces are for some of our lone players and some of our promising young players like Patino, you know, like uh, Brook Norton Cuffey, like Balogun. We're going to need to see as the squad evolves where the spaces for them are or whether or not essentially we develop them and move them on for a price with a with a buyback clause but um all of that to come for now it's important for him to go out play play men's football like he was doing at lincoln 
go out on loan, show his quality, and then come back next season and see where we are. So good luck to him for that. Um, goalkeeper Tom Smith has joined National League side Bromley on a season-long loan. Um, he's a 20-year-old goalkeeper. Given his age and given the level of the league he's moved to, you wouldn't think, particularly with the, the goalkeepers we have and how highly rated the likes of Okonkwo are and Hain are, you wouldn't expect him to come back and be expecting a chance. I'm guessing this is go out on loan, you know, get some games, play some games and uh, see see your level, basically. But yeah, young goalkeeper Tom Smith's gone out on loan to uh, to Bromley in uh, National League side. So National League side Bromley, should I say. So we'll see what happened there. Um, on the Arsenal women's side of things, they're now training at the Adidas HQ. If you remember earlier in the summer um, when we were playing our, um, our pre-season friendlies in Germany on the men's side, the uh, so we were over at the Adidas HQ in Germany and the women's side are there as well. I, for one, am very much looking forward to getting down to uh, watch a few games this this season. I caught a few um, at the end of uh, the last season, um, some of the league games, some of the Champions League games, but I'm looking forward to catching a few more, as same with the under, uh, under-21s as well. So hopefully their preparation for the new season goes well and, um, yeah, Jonas Eideval can kick on and... Uh, push Chelsea and maybe this time uh, take the title off them because it, it was close last season. It was very close, came down to the last game, basically. So fingers crossed this season we can go one step better because, uh, yeah, the women's team will definitely deserve it. They've made they've gone on leaps and bounds. And, yeah, fingers crossed this season is, is the one for them. And uh, fingers crossed, yeah, uh, all Arsenal sides can achieve their aims and ambitions. So that's it from me. In any case, this was a hybrid club one shot. Just wanted to get some thoughts out. Um, so yeah, like, subscribe, listen, get in touch, get involved, all of that good shit. Um, just want to say thank you very much to everyone who has listened. Really appreciate, uh, really appreciate the love. Um, and yeah, lots more to come. We'll be running competitions, giveaways, prizes, that kind of thing. So all of that to come in the next couple of weeks. I'll be giving out details on that. So stay tuned and uh, get involved. Nothing else to say, nothing else to say but people, enjoy your day. Have a good one.